0: The Mike Morgan Podcast. Guaranteed to make you laugh. Not a guarantee. Hey y'all, what's happening? Welcome back to the Mike Morgan Podcast, y'all. Very welcome back. And today is, it's going to be, it's going to be a nice episode because do you know what? Your boy, he's feeling himself. He's proud of himself, do you know? Because I'm 17 days off cigarettes. I've been vaping like a whore, but I'm off cig- I do not know. I do not do whores vape. Do you know I, do, I don't be around them I don't be around them enough to know, but like I assume so if you're waiting on the corner and all that kind of stuff, you're probably vaping. but yeah, vaping like a whore. I'm not beating myself up about it. I'm going to vape away till probably the end of February and try attack that situation then but as long as I'm not smoking cigarettes for the first time since I'm probably 14 years of age that I am off cigarettes it, it is brilliant. it is absolutely brilliant. I played a match last Saturday guys and I scored two of the best goals that I've ever scored in my life. Unbelievable. I'm feeling myself. I've been floating since those two goals went in at the weekend. A free kick and a belter from 20 yards or 25 yards. We'll call it 30 yards. And uh, yeah, off feeling myself. So delighted. And that gives me encouragement as well to keep going uh, because I've been playing soccer my whole life and smoking fags. like It's a total contradiction to be doing. And just the last day, know oh yeah I was I was two weeks, three weeks after coming on three weeks after cigarettes now. I went down to the pitch, my lungs actually felt better. I know I'm vaping, but like I'll tell you straight up, is vaping better than cigarettes? a hundred percent. I can tell you that right now after two weeks. I can tell you that right now after two weeks, after running around the place after vaping, is ten times better than smoking cigarettes. Oh, my lungs actually felt good, like, so that's encouragement for me to keep going. Uh, thanks for all the messages, and to all the others that are giving up cigarettes. Um, yeah, we're like aliens now smoking cigarettes, so. Like, I was at a train station there going to a gig in Dublin, so I was at a train station in Mallow, and I just rolled a rollie. This is a few weeks ago now, before Christmas. And I forgot my lighter, and there was about a hundred people at the train station, and I was like, I'll be able to get a lighter, no problem. And there wasn't one person smoking that I could approach and ask for a lighter. So, yeah, again, that's that's a good sign, I suppose. And it made me feel like, what am I doing? What am I doing? I'd be the only person. And I don't even have a lighter. I'm not even a good smoker. Like, I, I don't even have a fucking lighter. Like, But, um, yeah. So, yeah, really feeling myself uh, with the fitness and also, yeah, just mental, prop- the pocket. I'm obviously spending about 15 euros a week vaping on juices and coils, getting the coil. Getting- I got the garlic coil, I got a coil for the vape. Oh, man, that's disgusting. Anyway. So I got a coil, I have to buy coils and vape juice, so that cost me about 15 a week. But I smoke, I was spending about 50 euros on tobacco, so yeah, already saving money financially. So yeah, this is good, this is positive, and it leads me into to all the rest of the stuff, you know. So, anyway, a bit of housekeeping before we start the podcast. Uh, thank you to everybody who came out to Ballyhooly there two weeks ago. Unreal, I know I haven't made a, pro- a proper podcast, a personal podcast since then. Oh, my God. I was blown away. I was nervous. It was, like, the 5th of January. Like, that's, like, the graveyard shift in the entertainment industry is the first week of January. You kind of stay away from it. But went down full house in a in a youth center, like, and it was awesome. It was, like, the most youth center gig of all time. Everybody came from the community. Some people didn't even know who the fuck I was or what they were coming seeing. And I hope I won ye over. And then other people that came to see me from elsewhere outside Betty Hoolie, it was unbelievable. They were the nicest people as well. Like, I went in to set up the room about an hour early. They did it all set up. There was lights shining from everywhere. I was kind of afraid to say it to them. I was like, is there any chance he could like dim down the lights? And they're like, will dim eight lights? If you turn off one of them, you turn off all of them. So what I'll do, I'll take out the light bulbs. So they started going around on ladders. Take I was like, no, there's no need for that. There's no need for that. Not they started taking out light bulbs. They got the room absolutely perfect. The stage perfect. They must have taken out, risked their lives to take out about 14 light bulbs to make the room look cool enough for me. But you know what I mean. If you're in the audience, you don't want to have the light on you when you. Go, I know when I go to a comedy show anyway, you want to sit in the darkness and let dim be in the light. You don't want to be seen. Like so, that's the kind of thing in comedy. You don't want to be seen. So yeah, uh, yeah, they took out <laughs> some amount of lights. Like you and you know an Irish youth center. It's like it's like a basketball court. It's an old hall like it's like a basketball court uh oh all the roof is like 30 meters but like it is crazy what they had to do but it was a great show full house great crack ah oh, lads yeah brilliant crack brilliant crack so uh thanks very much and i'll be back in belly strangely enough before the end of the year because um yeah, I, I loved it. They loved it. So it was brilliant. Um, everyone who's buying tickets for the Mallow Show, thanks so much. Myself, Fred Cook, Laura Mahoney, 23rd of February. If you want to be a good boyfriend or a good girlfriend or a good partner, just go, hey, I'm going to sort out Valentine's now straight away. I'm going to book those tickets. They're only 20 euros, lads, to see three fucking killers. Two killers, I'm half a killer. So two killers. You're like, oh, my God. Do like, you know what I mean? So come see Fred Cook, Laura Mahoney. I'll be emceeing it myself. Also... I'll be in Bray this weekend. I'll be in the Mermaid or the Whale No, the Mermaid Theatre with Enya Martin. I'll be there this Saturday, guys. I'll be in Bray. And also, on the 11th of April, I'll be doing a gig in the Everyman Theatre. 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 The Everyman. I'll be doing a gig for charity, Jokes for Strokes. And it's class. All the comedians have waived their fee. And it's going to be unbelievable. A load of days comics. Uh, Chris Kent, Cornelius... Ross Brown, who else is in it? There's a load of Bernard Casey, who else is it? Laurel Mahoney is in it all. So they're all killers. you know all of them. Do you know what I mean? So can't wait for that. That's in the 11th of April. I'll be in the Everyman for jokes, for strokes. So go buy uh, tickets there for the Mallow Show, Bray at the Weekend, all that kind of jazz. I'll be up in Kilkenny at the end of March. Tickets are going to be live next week, and yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, whatever. I'll announce them soon. But at the moment, go buy tickets for Bray Saturday, I suppose, if you're anywhere around Bray. And uh, yeah, and anybody around Malo, go buy tickets for that show on the twenty third of February. I went some. I went to do something Sunday night, guys, that I haven't done. I'd say in before in a long time, in actually a long time, I haven't done it, and it was so refreshing, right? I went to an open mic comedy night. If you're starting comedy, that's or even if you're you're, you're seasoned veteran at comedy. You should be going to open mic nights, trying out new material, but also if you're starting comedy and if there's anyone out there that wants to start comedy, you have to go to an open mic night because you're only going to get five minutes to practice your stuff. Go there, practice your five minutes, as m- get as much minutes as they'll give you. Like if they'll give you something on a Wednesday night, go back the next Wednesday, sign up, keep trying like that. If you're, that that's how you're going to start. That's how you're going to get any sort of a starting comedy is by going to open mic nights. But also, if you, if you want to try out a new joke, You should definitely be going to open mic nights. And I've also talked about New Year's resolutions. In the back of my mind, that was one. I felt I definitely have to give open mic nights. Of course, I was busy with having a new baby. Any spare minute I had, I was going to bed or going to work or going to a gig. It was very hard to then, like, have to put money in my car and go to an open mic night to try out a new joke. you know? I don't know. I don't know. I, it's something that I neglected and I have to do better at this year. So anyway, I got on to my buddy Graham, and Graham oh, runs an open mic night in the, what's it called again? The Fran Well. So it's across from the Gate Cinema, over the bridge, down a little bit. And uh, it was unbelievable. Upstairs there, so the top floor in the Frenwell. Well and it was jointed on a Sunday night at 9 o'clock and the beauty the beauty of an open mic is that you get such a mix you get people that it's their first time ever speaking into a microphone you have people that are you know at comedy 20 years and can't really get a break but they're just still trying they have people just going there for their mental health and also you get like kidders walking in trying 5 new minutes you get like oh it's just ridiculous and the vibe it sets but predominantly it's open mic comedians do you know so like I don't know the first two years of your, your comedy career you're going to be an open mic comedian you're going to go as many of these open mic you're going to get into the scene if you can get any small spots at a comedy club you'll do it but you'll practice at these open mics and you'll make friends there and that's how, how you'll network really is through open mics do you know and um, yeah it was unreal because I seen myself 7-8 years ago when I walked back into this room Like there was guys there and like they're all practicing for a competition. There's this amateur comedian competition happening next week and there was about five of them practicing their five minutes and getting it tight. And uh, all just watching it and all their different styles and all different walks of life and different cultures and nationalities. It was so refreshing. I I, I was so refreshing, and even the way they came up to me, some of the comedians, do you know what I mean, Oh, oh, you're Mike, and I heard you did this, I heard you did that, and repeating one of my jokes to me, it's like, what the fuck? Do you know what I mean? And I forgot, like when I when I was an open mic, or if anybody even came in that was ke- that even got to even some level of like doing their own show or going on a little tour or getting a small spot on TV, they were fucking ah to me. Like even though then when you go get that spot, when you do your own little tours and get a small bit of TV time, you realize, lad, I'm still fucking broke. I still have no level of fucking fame. I'm still fucking struggling to sell tickets. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but anyway, it was refreshing to see that from other comics, like. Do you know you know what I mean because like I felt good going inside there, and I really liked watching them, and I really loved working out my new joke in front of a load of people that just wanted to be there on a Sunday night for free. It costs nothing you can you can donate money after if you want like, but none of the artists are getting paid they're all coming in doing their thing, and they need you to either laugh or don't laugh, but give them a gauge you know, and I had a good joke well, I thought it was a good joke about um. It worked anyway, about me getting started on in public all the time, about me being on the Lewis with my brother and this psycho comes up to me and uh, he wants to rob me and then at the end we just, I end up getting on with him. Like I know he's robbing me now so we're just getting on at this point, we're going to the ATM just laughing about it, you know that kind of way. And I've just seen how I could take that as long as I go because I've i have seen jokes about robbery but what about getting along with the robber that's robbing you, like there's, there's something funny in that so I stretched that out. I stretched other things, Uh, I had one or two new jokes about my daughter that I got to do, and I recorded it in my pocket, listened to it on my way home, my drive back from Cork, got to tweak it, got to edit it, fix it, and now I got a new couple of minutes that I got, that I can bring on my my show that I wouldn't have got if I didn't go up to that open mic, and I'm going to another one now this week. Like, I know I'm going to Bray this week, but I'll also go up Sunday, and... On, on, on Sunday, try make time to go up and do another open mic. It forces me to write new stuff. I have a load of new stuff that I want to try. I just didn't have time to try it with the new baby, with soccer, with... Do you know what I mean? Try to keep your mental health straight with working in a van, by doing gigs, doing everything. Do you know, I, I'm not making excuses, but like, yeah, I am making excuses. Fuck that. I have all that stuff still going on this year. I still need to get to open mics. That's a, a huge part of stand-up comedy, and I would recommend any comedian at any level to be going to open mics at, constantly. But it was good to see a good mix of comedians there, lad. There was some fucking belter comedians that I know from the circuit that are killers, and then there was guys I've never seen before, but I loved it. I loved, I loved listening to the newness, to the freshness, to the, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I just saw myself in it, really, to be honest. It was just un- unbelievable. Yeah, really cool. So I'm looking forward to the next one. And if you ever want to go to an open mic, I believe that's every Sunday in the well upstairs, and you will see a right mix of comedians giving it socks on a Sunday, like, on a Sunday, like, this is, it's class. That went around when I was, when I was starting as well, an open mic on a Sunday. Sunday was still the Sabbath. Do you know what I mean? And what I love as well, that last thing I'll say about open mic nights is the beauty of it is that every person that grabs that microphone and tries to make people laugh, I don't care, like, there was Indian fellas, there was a French person, there was, there was, like, everybody from black, white, everything. There was everything there. But we all have this common thing where it's like this, this attention-seeking, not attention-seeking, but this seeking of laughter, this seeking of this... I don't know what it is, but we all have it. Just the gleam of those newbies, like when their eyes lit up when they got when their joke worked, and how their eyes light up is the same way my eyes light up. No matter where they're from in the world, no matter just even the effort, even when they didn't get a laugh. Do you know what I mean? Just the tone, the shakiness of their voice. The way they deliver the punchline, the way they they even think about stuff because like humor 's different for everybody, like you get a guy thinking oh i 'll come up with something sick i 'll come up with something you know what i mean lighthearted. i 'll come up with something completely controversial it 's funny where they 'll take it, wherever they 're from it, but we all have that common. Uh, that common denominator where it's just that that gleam in the eye, that, that eye of the tiger when you're trying to tell a joke, when you're trying to make people laugh. No one's getting paid on a Sunday night in this room. We have paid to come here, like. Do you know what I mean? To try and make you laugh. We mightn't make you laugh, but there is something so beautiful about it. Like, it was, it was, uh, it, yeah, no, it was a lovely weekend. Honestly, it was a lovely, lovely weekend because, like, yeah, the match, my lungs feel good, my daughter's healthy, getting chilling with my girlfriend, working, do you know what I mean? Just trying, trying, like, all these things, they're going well, I'm trying to work, and then to go to that open mic, I felt like it's the start again. I'm starting again. Do you know what I mean? Let's go to open mics again and build it up again. Let's get our new show going and hit them hard now this year. Like, do you know what I mean? Let's come out of left field. Let's get a new style. Maybe a new character. Maybe a new anything. Do you know what I mean? But let, let's develop something. And there was something so beautiful and touching about that open mic. Yeah. I, I I couldn't I couldn't recommend it more. If you're if you're if you're into artsy stuff, but like people giving it like from the soul. Like I'm not saying it's going to be good. I didn't say it's going to be good. I didn't say you're going to be laughing your ass off. But if you want to see something like, um, you know what I mean? I don't know. It reminds me of the song "Killing Them Killing Them Safely." Do you know the Fuji song "Killing Them Safely"? Do you know that kind of thing? It it, it it Her song kind of reminds me that she's going to an open mic. That's what, do you know? I heard he sang a good song. I heard he had a style. You don't know who the fuck you're going to see at this thing, like. Do you know what I mean? I don't know who I'm going to see. I heard he 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 a he style, like. But as the song goes on, your one is just preaching. He's, he's singing everything that I... He's reading my mind, this guy like. Do you know what I mean? So I found that as well. I was there and I was like, I saw me seven or eight years ago. That's what I seen. But I also found something uh, motivating about me going back grabbing one neck. Do you know what I mean? And it was cool. It was cool. It was nice to just go back and grab that microphone and go, yeah, here it is. Here it is. I came up on a Sunday night. I'm away from my family. What am I coming to do here now? I'm coming to fucking work. I'm coming to work, but also like it's. I love it. I fucking love it. It was beautiful, honestly. One a, a touching Sunday night. Yeah. So wherever you are in the world, and wherever a city, town. If you're in America, Canada, London, I, there's one guy from Morocco that that listens to this podcast for some reason. And if if wherever you are from in the world, go to your local open mic. Uh, try try to do that in the next few weeks. Just Google comedy open mic. Walk in for free. Grab a pint, sit down for an hour, and watch these boys and girls go swinging, by. Unbelievable. Anyway, so to finish off this podcast, I'm actually going to tell you a joke. Well, I think it's going to be a joke, right? So basically, I was working in a van yesterday, and I thought of this. And I was like, and I've never spoken out loud yet, so it's all in my head, so it's not going to be the finished article, this is just a work in progress, I'm literally, I've my pen and my pad in front of me, and I'm just squiggling through, trying to see is this funny, but you know what, I said i bust out the microphone, and just go through my thought process for this joke, pretend I'm at an open mic, and hear my audience, boy. there's going to be no laughter, there's going to be nothing back, but chill out, try here the process to this maybe and um, yeah I'm going to try figure this out at the end of this and the end of this 2-3 minutes I might go oh, that's a bag of shit Mike it's not good it was only good in your head but so, what I do with a joke I, I, I come up with it in my head I'll write it right out it's like a jigsaw the funny parts are all over the floor i got to connect the dots now so it's going to be back to front sideways and it's going to be all over the place but i honestly think there's going to be something funny in this yeah i'm just going to i'm just going to spit it i'm just going to spit it because um yeah i heard it yesterday or i thought of it yesterday and um i think there's something funny but i might have it back to front and i might have it sideways but um yeah we'll give it a go we'll give it a go so uh, yeah uh, as a parent these days, everybody, all parents talk about is trying to keep their kids away from like tablets and phones and all that kind of stuff. And I just think back in my day, we didn't have it. But I also think if I grew up today, I don't think I'd want it. I was that kind of kid. I didn't want toys. I didn't want anything. I was just in love with soccer. That's it. I was in love with soccer. That That's that uh, that's all I wanted. All I wanted to do was do, and it wasn't uh, exactly soccer that I was in love with. It was goal celebrations. I used to watch Michael Owen videos of Michael Owen, Robbie Fowler, sliding on their knees as grown men, while 40,000 other grown men are just shouting at them and screaming, yeah. Do you know, I was out my back going, oh, commentating on myself. I used to be like, oh, Michael Aaron with the ball here. He passes it to Mike Morgan. Oh, what a go. Oh, we know all about this young man. Oh, we've come to expect it from this young man. I'm four years old commentating on myself in the backyard. My mother's looking out like, she, I'd say she'd love to give me a tablet because I was the weirdest fucking kid of all time. Like, I'd be I'd be doing post-match interviews out my backyard about a hat-trick I scored. I'd be doing, and doing like common enough interviews as well. Like, I'd be like, oh, now it's all about the team. I do it for the team, I, uh, yeah, yeah. I know I scored a hat-trick today and we won 3-2, but um, yeah, I'm just delighted that me and Michael Owen um, are best friends, and uh, yeah, I'm going to play for Ireland tomorrow, we're going to the World Cup tomorrow and we're going to win that, uh, just a crazy, I don't know why I had that accent as well, like I was from Harvey Norman or something, but I was just commentating on myself constantly out the back garden, and I do all the celebrations. I would do all I'd be sliding on my knees, punching the air. Even in that match I just talked about the last day, I did a I did a celebration after I scored. I'm gonna be thirty two in April and I did a celebration. I dunno why fucking dudes they score a goal in these amateur soccer games and they run back to the halfway line. Are you fucking, are you serious? You've taken time off work, you paid registration, paid the referee, you have to score a belter, and you're just going to walk back to the halfway line like it didn't happen. I'd do the fucking warm if I could, like, do you know what I mean? If I were not going to snap my, <laughs> no wonder fellas want to fucking kill me, like, do you know what I mean? But yeah, do you know what I mean? I love celebrations, and I can eat, do you know, back in my day, It was... um, Well, actually, before, back in my day, I suppose even today you can see it. I know if I grew up today, I'd be doing celebrations because even even though I hate him. Cristiano Ronaldo has an iconic celebration. If you've never heard the "su," I don't know, has anybody ever heard that? So what you do, this is visual now, folks, you know, so you're only hearing my voice, but I'm going to try to describe it to you. But obviously, if I was in some sort of comedy club, this part wouldn't be happening because you would be able to see me. But basically, the Sioux is where you jump up in the air, turn, and when you land, you stretch your arms out and go "su," And that's Ronaldo's celebration. And it's so iconic. Not only do other soccer players do it, other sportsmen do it in different sports. I seen a dart player do it at Christmas. He got a 180 and went, Soo! He obviously didn't jump up because he's 34 stone. He's a darts player. But like he just went, Soo! and nearly had a fucking heart attack, you know? But um, it's gone into other sports, like, but how far is it going? Do you know what I mean? How far is it going? Is there is there postman delivering the mail now and just going sue? I see, I was in court the last day, and a solicitor he won his case and he ran over to the other solicitor. Did the you've been sued? All right, that that part mightn't go in there. That part's not a great joke, but that's funny in my head. <laughs> a solicitor running up to another solicitor doing the sue. I anyway, know that's funny to me. Anyway, if, what part is next? I've it all jotted down here. Oh yeah. So anyway, I I I think I would still be doing that today. Any kid in the world, if you go to any playground, don't. I don't go to playgrounds just so just so like everybody knows but if you go to a playground you will see a kid running up and going sue any teacher any teacher will tell you Yeah, the sue is happening in schools all around the world and that's what's happening but I dare you even if you're not into soccer right. If next time you have to kick something, because if I have to kick something, I don't kick it. I go, Stephen Gerrard, I have to say a player that I love while I kick it. Pulls it back to David Beckham, do you know what I mean? So, like, kick it. Next time you see a can or a pair of socks bundled up in your sitting room, don't fucking walk past it. Go up and go, pulls it back to Stephen Gerrard and hit it, the biggest belt you can ever hit it. And you'll just fucking, you'll feel so good about yourself after. You'll feel so... You, you'd have released something. It, it definitely is like counselling to me anyway. Shouting out my favourite player's name and kicking something very hard. I love it like... But anyway, when I was a kid, I wasn't a Man United fan, but I went through a stage of wanting to be a goalkeeper, okay? And I, I, I couldn't like... Liverpool didn't have any good goalkeepers because we were shit at the time. But we, uh, United had Peter Schmeichel, so I couldn't really like him because I'm a Liverpool fan. But there was a guy called David Seaman. The man was six foot four ponytail, mustache, handsome man. I'd say, like, like he could grow up in any era. Google David Seaman in any era true life and he'd be the type of dude you'd want your daughter to bring home That Top geezer, a keeper on and off the pitch. I love David Seaman. Love David Seaman. You can probably see where this joke is going anyway if you have any bit of comedy structure about you, anyway. So, anyway, my favourite keeper was David Seaman. So, I would be in my sitting room, like throwing up a ball and like diving across the room, going Seaman, like that, and just patting the ball away. Like, you know what I mean? And like, sometimes things happen as a child, right? And you take no notice. And then when you're older, you're like, what the fuck happened there, right? Because I was in, I was about six or seven, right? And I was in my sitting room and I tossed up a ball and I stretched out to save it. And I go, Seaman, like that. And then I heard my dad running down the hall, right? And he ran down and he went into soccer that much at the time. He's into soccer now because I was so into it, like, but at the time he went into it. He didn't know who the fuck David Seaman was, right? He came into the room when I go, Seaman. He ran in and he, he was kind of looking everywhere. Like, he was looking behind the couch. He was looking at the floor. He was like, is everything okay in here, buddy? Do you know? And, like, what was he looking for? What was he looking for? Now that I'm older, like, what the fuck was he looking He was looking at the ground. He was looking around the place. Was he looking for, what was he looking for? Was he thinking that he, there was semen on the ground or something, that he had a cheeky jack off and forgot to clean up? Or was he looking for the parish priest behind the couch? Do you know what I mean? What was he looking at, like? Do you know what I mean? I have to go ask him that, like, because when I shouted semen, he ran into the room, looked every square inch of the room, looked at me all worried, do you know? And, like, I obviously, I'm seven, like, do you know what I mean? I don't know what semen is, do you know? I, I'm fucking, I didn't produce semen until 20 years later, do you know? So where, where did, where, like, what was he looking for, do you know? He was there looking at himself, looking at my pants, looking at everything like that, like, he was like, what? Like, I have to ask him, what the fuck was he looking for? Do you know what I mean? David fucking semen. But anyway, when I shouted semen, he came up looking at stuff. And then he looked at me like, and he was like, are you okay, son? And I goes, I love Seaman, Dad. And he was like, me too, son. So that's weird. I have to talk to him about that. I have to talk to him because he wasn't talking about David Seaman. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, I think there's something there that was a rough, a lot of fat on that joke. There's about three minutes that needs to be taken out of that joke. But I think there's something funny. About shouting semen and your father running in, and it's just a confusing situation. Anyway, I'm really actually mostly putting it the idea right now because if any of you fuckers steal it, normally nah, messing. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I think that's a good joke, David Seaman. David Seaman. I think that'll be something there. Anyway, if not, Let me know. Actually, do you know what? Don't let me know. I don't give a fuck. Anyway, guys, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate y'all. really appreciate y'all for lending your ears to my voice. If you want to give it a five-star review, please do. If you want to give it less than a five-star review, don't leave a review. Also, come to those shows. I got got shows, baby. I got shows. I got shows in different area codes. Area codes. Show hosts shows in different area codes area codes shows all right guys peace and love y'all peace and love